Welcome everybody to Wrestling With The Truth. My name is BC Hunter, joined today as always by NWO Machine. Machine, we're going to get right into this because lo and behold, after you had left AEW and said, that was it, I'm done, <laughs> I'm out, I'm out. Yeah, they yeah, took uh, you back in and look at you, now you're praising them. What's going it's on? Almost like, it's almost like it was a work. Almost, almost like it was, yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, I was done with AEW. I'm not going to say that. I mean, you never say never, right? I was, I absolutely, AEW turned me 100% off, off, I say. Uh, and then WWD did the unthinkable, the dumbest thing in the world, as far as I'm concerned, and gave every belt to the Uso family, right? You know, and, and Roman Reigns and everything. And I joked with you guys before, and I said, if Roman Reigns' family gets all the title belts, I'm done watching WWE. And I haven't watched an episode since. I have absolutely no interest to. I'm, I'm in the, for lack of a better term, I'm in the CM Punk phase. I didn't like CM Punk phase of WWE, and I stopped watching it. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in that phase where something's going to have to happen, where my earshot, something hits an earshot, where it brings me back to WWE. Yeah. Um, uh, without saying where I work, you know what I do for a living now on the side. Uh, with uh, with this job and unfortunately the characters that i'm with want to watch aew that's their big wednesday night adventure uh so <laughs> i was forced back into it and lo and behold i i have to say i'm i'm very happy that i was uh yesterday or well i don't know when we're gonna hear this but it was the aew dynamite show yeah, uh, June, June first. We will call it yeah. June first dynamite. Yeah, yeah. The June first show with uh, uh, the opening match with uh, Dax and uh, uh, with Punk versus you know again. I just escapes me now, but even that match was fantastic. Wasn't that um, the ass of course boys? Punk won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. That's right. The Ass Boys. Pardon me. Uh, which again, like looking at Billy Gunn, I, I just can't believe his age. He's like the rock, right? Yeah. The rock is still a monster and in an unbelievable shape. And Billy Gunn is older than the rock yeah. and is probably just in as good a shape as the rock. Um, so seeing him on the side was, was awesome and, and get a little bit of involvement with his kid. I think that's so cool that you can wrestle with your kid. Uh, that match was good. But if, and the funny thing was, you know, CM Punk making a bit of a face when the uh, sharpshooter was getting put on. Um, you know, sort of a bit of a rolled his eyes. They kind of panned in on him for a second. Man, he was rolling his eyes with the sharpshooter. Again, I'm, I'm not a punk fan. Uh, if we're, yeah, I, you and I both, I know you're shaking your head. Yeah. Uh, we both don't like punk. I know I tweeted out that, uh, you know, Phil is a hypocrite who complained and whined that all the older WWE stars were getting pushes when he didn't think they should and they shouldn't be getting title shots. And lo and behold, you know, good old Phil, here he is holding up the belt, wanting his title belt. And now he's the old guy. So I just, just don't, that, I don't, I think he's too note. stupid to realize that he's that guy. Yeah. Well, he's, well, he's just so into himself. He, don't, he won't yeah. realize it, right? But just on that note, do you think his first opponent they should bring in is uh, Mickey Gall? <laughs> do it. <laughs> That's got yeah. money written all over it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's actually, I think his first opponent should be Paul Fontaine. Yeah, there you go. One of our former guests. They have a, a slight history. Um, <laughs> we'll have to get Paul's reaction to that that whole thing. <laughs> the, the, yeah, CM Punk winning. 
you know, I think Paul is too big of a mark for CM Punk to to go against him. And everybody, like, again, I'm a Hogan mark. I'm not afraid to admit that, right? I mean, we're, you and I are both Razor Ramon marks. Like, mark, to me, a mark is not necessarily a bad term. You know, I know that the guys say it is. But, yeah, I, I'm a mark for those characters, right, for those specific characters. You know, there's different terminology for different marks, I think. And uh, that should lead us right to the MJF promo. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I know you didn't watch AEW, but you did tune in to see that promo. Well, here's the power of that MGF promo because I have completely given up on AEW. I, I refuse to watch it. I'm just so done with it. And Punk being the champion is going to push me even further away from it. But but yeah. this is the power of MGF. I specifically sought out to watch that promo because I heard so much about it. So that tells you something right there. Yeah. He's, uh, I think, regardless of. Now, this promo could be a complete work because why else would you let that guy go out there and rip a promo like that mm-hmm. if you're not planning to keep him? Yeah, that's that's what I think. Like, in in a sense, Tony Khan is taking a page out of Vince McMahon for this, like a, an Austin going off on the boss or CM Punk. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Ish. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian Pillman ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a bit of everything. Up, yeah, I, I don't know if he rehearsed that promo. He must have, or had footnotes for it. But it was perfect. I mean, the the timing, the attitude, the no break, and character. There wasn't even a smirk when he knew he had the fans eating out of the palm of his hand. There is nobody. I, I'm telling you, right, and I, you know me, hating to say stuff because I, I'm a WWE fan. There's nobody today that can cut a promo like he can, except, except Chris Jericho. Some will argue that Jericho's lost a bit off his fastball compared to MJF. Well, I don't think. Hey, let's let's just look at this. You got a guy who's 24 years old. Is he 24? I think uh, 24 I think years so, old. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. He's fresh, man. He's fresh. He he is that. He's the train running down the track where Jericho is starting to dock, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, you go ahead put MJF against the Hogan promo, right? And Hogan's going to be a little slower. Hey, even Austin's promo was slightly off if you want to look at the old characters, right? But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think Jericho still he's still got it. There's still some magic there. Where come on, I mean he's. <laughs> Every time he switches characters to be something else, now he's a fucking wizard. Like, it's brilliant. And again, people now are all over it already. It's like everything Jericho decides to either call himself or bill himself as, you know, being the, like, the demo god. The, whatever, every name sticks to him, right? Mm-hmm. Now he's a wizard, and it's hysterical. I, I don't even think... To go as far as we are going to see him eventually come out at a pointed hat with stars and gold trim around it, like a Harry Potter look. <laughs> like I, I picture Jericho wearing coming out in some wizard outfit eventually. There's but, enough he, memes of it on uh, on oh, Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah, he, he's he'll do it for sure. And and the fact that he's he's definitely joking about we'll get back to MGS by the way, but. Uh, you know, Jericho keeps joking about or joking about pushing like any guy who wants to set another man on fire, you know, is a coward. Meanwhile, it's it, it's Jericho who did it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, he's so perfect. 
at what he does. And he might be a dash slower, but he's still got the magic of a wizard to pull this off. So MJF, to me, back to MJF, I, I, would, I would say that if we had Vern on uh, a couple of weeks ago, and Vern talked about like the old guys going to watch through the curtain to see, you know, how the crowd reacts, this, that, and the other thing. Now, if I'm a young guy coming up in the business, whether you're a WWE NXT or I would forget everything the NXT guys are trying to teach you how to cut a promo and you watch the MJF one. That's every word that audience didn't want them to stop. And then when they went to commercial, I was like, what the fuck? Don't cut his mic. Like even I was upset, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and I know how the business works. And I'm sitting there going, I want to hear more. So when you have people who are in the business, we're, I mean, bigger, way bigger people than obviously us here, like all over the internet saying that was the best promo ever. That's a huge feather in that guy's hat. Yep. And I still don't think to I, I there's like with him coming out saying I don't I don't want to wait till 2024. Fire me, fire me, fire me. There's no way they're firing him. No, I God. don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, this is obviously a work. I mean, no different than it, the same people that think this is just is off script and he just, they, they just cut the mic at the end are the same people who believe that Punk's pipe bomb promo wasn't known by Vince and that he let him talk for 20 minutes and then he decided to cut the mic off, right? Yeah. What I loved most about what he said in this promo, and this is the difference between him and everybody else right now, is he said, I'm the guy that makes you feel and he's right because he, he does. He sure. makes he makes kayfabe seem alive again. He makes you feel angry at him. He makes you feel hatred towards him, and he makes you like him too, depending on what kind of a fan you are. But he does make you feel, which nobody else is doing. You can argue Jericho, of course, with, with what you're saying. Some people will argue. I know you hate him, but Reigns makes some people feel, you know, because they get this hatred towards him and stuff like that. But, I mean, he truly is the guy. If you want to compare him to, say, like a Piper back in the 80s, Piper made you feel, you know, (laughs) whether it was hatred or love for him, he did. And that's what MJF is doing. And how smart is he? Because he basically played on the whole, as we say, at the Mark mentality of like, oh, is this real or is this or whatever. But also, everything he said is attracting every WWE fan because he just went off on Tony, called him this name, that name, and just basically he he looks like a pro WWE guy. So now he's dragging WWE fans over, who you probably are going to now get some WWE fans who didn't want to bother watching AEW, just going to watch just to see if MJF segment is on there to hear him talk a bit more. So I think he's brilliant. I thought it was a brilliant promo. Yeah. I, and you know what? What you're saying is very true. Like WWE fans, and I think WWE true fans are tuning in to see MGF to get to know who they think is coming over. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. Oh, yeah. let's see the guy they're bringing over. Is he really that good? And uh, and even going back to the to the pay per view, Wardlow power bombing him ten times, finally getting his due. If you don't see the magic in MJF right now. To come back with a promo that strong and not again to co- I'm going to compare it to Scott Hall losing to the one, two, three kid. He didn't lose his popularity or his credibility. Yep. MJF got totally demolished by Wardlow as he should. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to push Wardlow, which is the right thing to do. And he didn't lose he, a step. He gets it. He gets it all. Yeah. 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 
he, he didn't lose a step whatsoever. I mean, him, I don't know if you saw it, but him fiddling with the, with the ring and the referee and Wardlaw just watching behind him, shaking their heads. It was fantastic. Like it was, it, it was comedy. It was gold, right? Because you think, okay, I'm just, and again, he made it feel like he's going to get away with it again. And then he didn't. This makes me think of a question for you, uh, Machine. Um, so you having been part of the industry in the past, who is there somebody that you can think of back in the day that you work with that you sensed that they just had this level of confidence that they weren't worried about anything that's that's going to bring them down as far as, you know, you know how some people will, a perfect example, look at the whole Sasha Banks, Naomi thing, right? They walk out because, oh, this I, I don't understand this angle. MJF just got the absolute living shit beat out of him by Wardlow, basically got squashed, and he knew he was going to get all his heat back the next night on Dynamite. So he did the right thing, went through that, and then boom, there you go. He's right back. He's 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 even a bigger, hotter free agent now than he would have been before the Wardlow match, which is saying something. But can you think back like? to somebody else that would be on that kind of level? Because that's a level of confidence that we haven't seen in a long time with professional wrestlers. Shoot. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, even it, well, are you talking for my indie, my indie stuff, obviously, yeah, or just mean, anywhere. Where you're located, um, you would have saw a lot of, like you saw like the Kenny Omegas and guys like that go through that area. Like, is there anybody that's yeah. out? And you know, the interesting thing about the Kenny Omega thing, there was a few of us who, didn't think he was going anywhere, right? We really sat there and went, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, some scrawny little kid. And he really was scrawny and and nothing to him. And there you go. This, he had, I'll call it his own level of confidence outside mm -hmm. of anybody who doubted him. Mm -hmm. um, he was willing to go to New Jersey to work. He was willing to, and that's the other thing too, right? There comes a point in time, whether it's any sport, uh, I mean, for me, I had to make a decision. Uh, was I willing to go to Europe to play hockey? Was I willing to go to uh, Roanoke, Virginia to play in the Buffalo Sabres farm system? Or was I going to go get a real job? And it comes down to some, you know, it makes a decision. Do you do it? Maybe I wish I would have went and done a couple of those things, but who knows? I might have not gotten some of the jobs that I had. Mm -hmm. um, so Kenny Omega was willing to step out of the weekend warrior stuff yeah, do the New Jersey route, uh, learn from those guys, willing to hit the New Japan. Again, to me, that's the guy who had confidence. And and if you think Kenny Omega, he refused WWE for how long? Mm -hmm. Like, they wanted Kenny Omega. He was so big in Japan. So, to me, there's a guy who had enough confidence in himself to say no to Vince McMahon, right? I mean, that takes balls right there. Uh, and look where he is today. I think he made the right choice. Right. Uh, he wanted control. He didn't want to lose his name. He didn't know all these different things. And uh, there's, to me, that's the guy who stepped out of the shadows uh, for me working. Um, even the wrestler that I was part and parcel to at one point in time, Chris Paris. Chris was never afraid to take a drop for anybody. Like he had enough confidence with me as his manager and his own mouth he could lose one week and the next week and we were back and we were, we were both still popular heels. Uh, so again, he was another one who just always had that, or we had that together where go ahead. Yeah. I don't care if I lose, <laughs> I'm going to come back next Friday and we're going to be bigger than the last time. Right. So th those are my indie picks. 
the pro picks, well, if you want to really think about it, how about one, two, three kid? How about Waltman? Okay. Here's a guy, here's a guy who came in, skinny little thing. Uh, nobody thought he was, we just thought he was going to be a jobber and look where he ended up. I mean, yeah, I'd call him the, the greatest Klingon character ever besides Kevin Nash, but hey, he still got, he was confident enough to stick with it. Mm-hmm. So maybe he believed in himself. Yeah. What I love. I don't, I don't know who else I would think. I like other than names who are already big. Yeah. Well, what I love about it is it, it, it reminds me of the age of the, uh, the territory days where you'd hear about guys that like, let's take a bruiser Brody or something like that. He, yeah. in a different way, right? He wasn't going to do the job because he's like, screw that. I know I can go somewhere else and I can get paid for it. So that was confidence in himself as far as knowing they can get booked, but he wasn't really doing the job or wasn't doing the right by the business as you want to call it. But for MJF to do this, like not only did he um, have that much confidence and and it's not even like Kenny's a little bit different, Kenny Omega, because he was confident in his wrestling ability and he knew he was going to get over because he looks at it as like an art form for him. But MJF knows his moneymaker is on the microphone. It's not even in the ring. You know, like like we talked about this uh, when I had that conversation, or maybe we had this conversation. We said, "What MJF match do you remember?" Not too many. Maybe the the match with uh, with CM Punk, but you can name about five different promos that he done that you can remember pretty much off by heart because the guy is so good. And yeah, that's, to me, that's like the old school days where where the guys. They didn't worry about it. They'll just go to the next territory. They'll be fine. They'll they'll walk out. So that's a lot of confidence to have that I feel like now, or maybe not now, but prior to AEW and prior to some of these other places that are starting to gain steam, it was almost like wrestlers were afraid to take any chances because they didn't think there was anywhere else to go. So that kind of chipped away at their confidence and they didn't have enough confidence in their ability to actually pull stuff off. And yet now you're seeing this guy who, again... <laughs> It's a work as far as, you know, they'd be crazy that they wouldn't renegotiate and get this guy signed yeah. and locked up. But the just to pull this off is just really impressive. Really impressive. Listen, listen, I want what about this? Let me just throw this out there. I mean, he's playing this angle, right? You just said it. Maybe it's a work. They'd be crazy not to sign him. I, I mean, the way he keeps K Fabe, they might have already re-signed him to 2029. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Tony, I mean, I, I don't know Tony from anywhere. I mean, but I, I would like to be in the back. I mean, MGF doesn't break kayfabe a lot in public anywhere. But I'd like to know <laughs> just, I mean, he's still a young kid, right? He's a young guy. Can you imagine him in the back with Tony going, you like, just in a private office and he's going, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if I should go off on you like that. <laughs> like, are you sure? Right? I mean, you never know. He could be behind the scene. He could be one of the shyest guys we know. Or we don't know. And and Tony's going, no, 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 do it, Matt, do it. I know you're just, like, just say it. If the fans already say it. They'd say it on Twitter. Everyone's chirping about me being whatever. Just do it. Say whatever you got to say to get that over. Mm-hmm. And he just goes with it. And you know, it's almost like when the lights go on, that's it. You become that character. Cornette had an interesting theory on it. And this is, uh, pri- he hasn't come out and talked about this yeah. promo yet he's talked about the whole angle that was going on with leading up to it where he, mjf's talked about being a free agent and stuff like that and no showing the sign i think he no showed an autograph signing and he said he almost feels like 
because MJF is so he worked with him in um, MLW and he said he's just so smart about the business and he can understand MJF being able to pull this off but he feels like he might be kayfabing Tony because he doesn't have a hope in hell that Tony would be able to pull it off because he's like a riddling guy <laughs> and he'd be too excited to, to announce yeah. something so he might even be working t- Tony Khan to be part of this angle kind of like they talk about with uh, yeah. Pillman doing it to Bischoff back in the day yeah yeah you never know it just might be it, it might be one of those great stories we hear on another dark side in 10 years right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you, you just never know but yeah he's uh again here we are you know 25 minutes into our our podcast and it's all mjf like if he's done anything he, he's definitely created a pretty big buzz yeah and uh to get fans outside of AEW to start talking about it, he he's done, he's done Tony Khan a favor, right? And like, if anything, there's again, I again, I don't know the AEW uh, scheduling, but I do believe they have a show that goes head to head with Raw or probably with SmackDown, correct? Uh, Rampage uh, follows SmackDown. Okay, yeah. I, I can't see SmackDown winning this week's ratings. I, I just don't see it uh, after this promo, after this Tuesday, if, because again, we've talked about it, you know, I, I, I would watch raw. I would watch SmackDown. Uh, I would watch NXT. I would watch AEW. And I'm just one of those guys. We talk about it. We're, we're guys who like that. But if you're a, uh, you know, pick a show for the week, you're, you're not going to realize that the NXT guy was called Billy last week. And this week he's Zeke. Because you just don't follow NXT, but anybody who's who's somebody, I, I just think after that MGF, they're going to be more interested in that AEW. If it, I think they're going to gain viewership because of MJF this week. Sure, and I'd be I'd be promoting the living hell at a rampage that you're. I'd be teasing that you're going to have MJF there. Yeah, just to see yeah. if they could if they can spark the ratings. Because I know the ratings for Rampage have just been absolutely horrible as of late. I know they suffered because of the NBA playoffs and stuff like that too, but it'd be interesting to see just to tease him possibly being at Rampage to see what would what effect it would have on the Reigns. And yeah. what if you teased it to be an early start, maybe chomping into that last five minutes of SmackDown? That'd be really interesting too. Yeah, like just like yeah, just like Nitro and those guys, they'd start early or run late, right? For that reason, yeah. just so you wouldn't tune into the other show. It, it could happen. I just don't think WWE has anything that's going to run over time that I would stay interested in or anybody would. If you knew that MGF promo was right off the top of Rampage, uh, you're not going to care what's happening. At, I mean, PBR is a different story, but I don't think you're going to not switch over to, to see that MGF promo if that's going to happen. So I've got one more scenario for you. Do you think now word of this promo gets back to WWE, Vince McMahon, um, the other con, jeez, uh, I forget his first, Nick Khan, um, Bruce Pritchard, those guys. Could this could this technically backfire on Tony if it is a work that Vince McMahon just says, you know what, just back the Brinks truck up for this guy. He's gonna be he's gonna be the star of stars for us if we can. But it, could you see that scenario happen where mm, it, maybe Maybe this might have backfired. Well, either that or it's what I've said that he's already signed a deal. He's already signed an extension. Um, but if there is no extension, 
you know, if he's just, if he's giving Tony his word that he's going to re-sign him um, and Vince comes with that Brinks truck, it's like I've always said, you, you feed your family. Yeah, that would be an interesting scenario to play out as well. I mean, I, I you know, MJF is not going to cut that same promo on WWE TV. He's not going to get away oh. with dropping F-bombs and stuff like that. No. But he he's he could play within the rules and still pull something off uh, similar to that. But, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's an overall, it's an interesting scenario. It's certainly piqued my interest. Although, it probably, I've been saying it for a long time, I, I almost feel like MJF is getting wasted over there. He's just so talented. And he's honestly, he's made for a WWE style program uh, just with what he does. But I mean, am I going to start watching AEW? Probably not, but I will too. I will find his stuff to f- see what's going yeah. on with him. I guess the only thing that I would say is a slight comparison to uh, not getting away with the F bombs and the, even just saying shit. Um, like, I think WWE is kind of stuck right now where wcw was stuck back in the day where it was family friendly language man you couldn't go yeah. it was like i'm gonna i'm gonna kick your poop right out of you uh <laughs> it's just not gonna sound the same coming out of mjf in wwe so tony khan has a little bit of that uh like vince is kind of getting a, you know karma's a bitch scenario here where you're signing with peacock and they're taking things out of all your pay-per-views that they found offensive yeah uh maybe MJF says, you know what, I'm going to stick with the guy where I can kind of be a legit asshole. Right. Mm-hmm. And rather than say a bum hole. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, but if that Brinks truck comes, it's like, it's like, I've always said, like with the Dustin, uh, um, Dustin, uh, Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, feed your family. Yeah. Yeah. Feed your family. You know, this it's it's a business that can take a turn very quickly, like any sport, uh, you know, a one knee on knee in hockey can end a career, one wrong move, uh, off a ladder and you're done. Uh, so get the money while you can, man. And that's, that's the other thing that I had in mind too, is, um, I feel like he's at more danger of having that one wrong move happen in AEW than he is in WWE, just from the style that oh, they yeah. have. Not that he's going to do yeah. it, but some idiot's going to come flying off of a ladder somewheres and break his neck or something like that. Yeah, the the stupidity of a lot of the AEW stunts going on is it's somewhat scary to me to and I've tweeted out and you and I have had conversations, you know, off podcast days of what's next. Someone's going to have to die in the ring in order for the fans to be happy. It's 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 not it's not a cool thing. I don't think the the only guy who's kind of nutty enough to survive it all is Darby Allen. Yeah, Uh, yeah. And, and he's the re and again, I know he's a small guy and I kind of, you know, go against the small guy green, but Darby Allen is perfect because he uses his body as the weapon. Yes. He's a projectile. Um, yeah. He, and he, and he can wrestle too. He, mm-hmm. he can absolutely wrestle. And I'm talking wrestling moves, not just mm-hmm. the ballet here mm-hmm. uh, and the gym and the gymnast thing. He, he's so good with making me believe that, yeah, he's going to hurt me. Yeah. Right. Because he's not afraid to take that uh, missile projectile body is and fly through the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, if you want old school this week, I don't know if you, you probably didn't see it, but the the Matt Hardy thing, when he took guys to the turnbuckles, all four corners of the turnbuckles was priceless. 
Uh, that was complete old school, and the fans were going nuts. <laughs> like they, they bought into it again, like we've always talked about. If they add the comedy to it, and, and this is where you know we, we used to have a specific host would argue with you and I that the comedy of would never work. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. And it does, and Matt yeah. Hardy proved it this week too yeah. that the people, the, regardless of the genre and the age group. They're buying into it. When it's funny, it's funny. When it's entertaining, it's entertaining. Yeah. And and, <laughs> and it was funny because he just went pillar to post with, with every guy that went after him. He took him to that corner and hit him in the turnbuckle ten times. It was fantastic. <laughs> it's funny. I know. I know. You. We talked. Like. I know you've been just absolutely flat out with work and stuff with that. So you haven't even gotten a chance to listen to the latest episode where um, I, I had Andy, the tax man from Crafton McCann on. We were just kind of going on about just the insanity of some of this stuff that's going on with like the GCWs and the foot on fire, super kicks and the death matches and all this stuff. And um, we, we admit it like, yeah, we're, we're sounding like the old men on the porch or whatever right now, but that's fine. That's why I titled it grumpy old man. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Uh, one of the comments that I made just when I was thinking about it is I, I said, you know, people talk about and complain about, well, it was so boring and stuff like that back in the day, or it wasn't exciting, or, you know, that's why they have to do all this stuff. And I said, but I never actually sat there and was worried about somebody dying in the ring while I'm watching the product. Yeah. And to to his point, you agreed with it on Twitter too, where it's almost becoming like snuff films because you're worried something tragic is going to happen. And that's not fun. Like, that's why I stopped watching AW because I was, I, I get uncomfortable watching somebody where I, I think there's going to be a broken neck or somebody's career is going to yeah. end it or they're going to die. And I, and I think part of that is we've uh, come accustomed to, I, I mean, it's no secret. It's out there. The AEW botches mm-hmm. uh, that consistently shows so many things going wrong mm-hmm. that, yeah, you're, you're bound to see something go very wrong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that sometimes people are watching like a snuff film to uh, to actually see something go wrong, and that's not wrestling to me. No. Right. Neither. I want to I want to watch wrestling so I can actually tune in Monday and Tuesday to see them, not just Monday and then look at Big E. Now I'm not seeing Big E for a long time, and we like Big E. Yeah. So, and again, that was just a, a, a sort of a freak accident, but still. There was no reason for that maneuver to even happen outside the ring. And, and to your point about a guy like Darby Allen, as exciting it is, as it is what he's doing with his body, I'd love to see what Darby Allen's doing 10, 15 years down the road and how he's developed his character and developed his, his style. over the, And I don't want to find out in three years that Darby Allen had to give up wrestling because he just his body was broken down too much. Like we're seeing it right now with Jeff Hardy. I mean, from what... Oh. what the way he looks right now, he just looks in pain, and that's not enjoyable to watch. No. It's not how you want he, to remember. Even watching Matt Hardy walk to the ring, right? Like they almost don't walk; they waddle, right? They kind of swing their hips, yeah. Uh, you know, to get going, it's yeah. like winding up to get going. But yeah, the Darby Allen guy. It's again, you're right. In, in ten years, he might just be coming to the ring with a walker because he's just so many hip problems and surgeries, and that could end his career quickly. Not by on purpose. It just might have to happen that, you know what? Hey, I, I need hip replacement now. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you're not coming back to wrestle after hip replacements. Yeah. So 
Meanwhile, uh, MGF will be still going strong on the microphone oh, yeah. 25 years from now. <laughs> yeah. And you know why? Because his matches aren't going to be like those. They're, no. they're, you know, he's, and again, I'm not a big fan of his wrestling to begin with, but who cares? Yeah. I was never a fan of, you know, there's, a, again, I was never a fan of Piper's wrestling either, but I wanted to watch his promos. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So if Piper comes in and does one, two punches, uh, gets the win by by interference. Who cares? He's done his job. Yeah, he, he's the perfect lovable heel. Wrestling with the Truth podcast brought to you by Mark's Wrestling Masks. You want to look like a champ, or you want to look like a chump? He's got your ugly mug covered. Check him out on Facebook, Mark's Wrestling Masks. That's M A R C apostrophe S Wrestling Masks. I know. Yes, we spent a ton of time on MGF, but I think he deserves it for for that promo that yeah. he did, and he's got us enjoying it, in, enjoying watching that, and enjoying the idea of is he going to come back with something else? So that's that's something that's surely missing. What do we, like I said it on the last yes no is just I've never seen an episode of wrestling so boring as that raw that I reviewed because there was nothing that made me want to come back and watch it over again. You've said it yeah. yourself. You're done because it's just. There's nothing drawing you in. That drew well, me it, in. It, it's predictable. When you mm-hmm. already know, like, why am I going to watch the next three weeks? Again, let's just go back to that for a second. For the unification, right? Why am I going to watch three weeks leading up to the unification match when I already know the ending? Yeah. Th- there's no reason for me to watch because they're so predictable of giving the Reigns bloodline everything that it, it's no use me even watching. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like it's perfect to watch WWE up to a certain point, and then you can shut it off and you can go watch something else because yeah. you you don't need to watch it. You already know the outcome. And, and even though I may know certain outcomes on certain matches, I might want to see them, but when it's blatant, I, no, I, I just don't want to do it. it. You know, again, it just makes me, it turns, it turns me off Sure. because yeah. I enjoyed Orton. I enjoyed Riddle. I think they were better champions together uh than the usos are right it's just they're not shoved down the fans throats i don't think they're i don't think they're popular enough to get shoved down my throat Mm -hmm. and if they were popular it wouldn't feel like they're getting shoved Mm -hmm. yeah right you want to watch them you want to be like i don't even think people are watching to see who's gonna beat them you know what I mean? Like a lot of times you turn into a show to say, okay, who's going to top these guys? Who's going to finally take them out? You don't even tune in because you already know they're not going to take them, the belts off them. Right. So why bother? Right. Where, and the same thing, like, uh, uh, like with, with AEW, I never know who is going to have the belt week to week. Like that's the only good thing they do is that they, they do kind of change their belts quick. Right. Speaking of belts, that was something else that you wanted to mention. You wanted to mention the belts that were given out for the Owen Hart tournament. Oh yeah, those were beautiful belts. I think they're they're great. I, am I happy on who who won it? Not really. But uh, for for Britt Baker to win, I, I was kind of hoping it would be a Tony Storm to come in because I, I think Tony Storm has done a really good job uh, with her with her talent and her wrestling. Even her with Jamie Hayter. I mean, it's going good and and. Uh, Ruby Soho, the match that they put on this week was was fantastic with Britt Baker. And Britt Baker 
unlike uh i don't want to mention his name but it it rhymes with pm junk um <laughs> uh brit baker wasn't afraid to do the job even though she's a title holder right, right. where you, you never see cm punk do the job for anybody that's another thing you spent how long building up your your champion and you have cm punk come in and just take him down mm-hmm. and i and i understand like, I don't know if you knew how this one ended, but I, I understand, you know, the belt was going to get used to hit CM Punk. He decided against it and the loss happens. But still, you spent a lot of time building him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, CM Punk should have should have done the job for him. But again, uh, attitude and, uh, you know, I just think his attitude gets in the way. Sure. So, yeah, yeah but going those belts, those Owen Hart belts are absolutely gorgeous. I, I think whoever designed them, they're massive. It, it's a belt that you want to carry around. I understand WWE's branding belt. They want their brand to be seen on their belts, but AEW is sure doing a good job like making belts look good. You, you know what they're based off of, right? Old school, yeah. Yeah, the, the uh, Stampede. The Stampede, yeah, the North American yeah. title, yeah, yeah. So, it, but but yeah. with an updated version of it, so pretty cool. I, I yeah. something I thought of when I saw the picture. I did see the the uh, picture of the two of them on stage with the, with the belts, and I was thinking Britt was looking just as tall as Adam Cole, and her, and her, I think her thighs were a bit bigger than his. Wondering oh, if you yeah, noticed that. Sure. Her arms are definitely sixteen. <laughs> yeah, her arms are bigger than his. He's just. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't understand it. You might as well have a like a squirrel fucking water skiing instead of him, mm. right? I just don't. He he's regardless of what anybody thinks, he is not a Shawn Michaels incarnate. It was an interesting choice to have two heels win that very first tournament. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I I don't I don't even think you know what. As dumb as this sounds, I don't think anyone even cares that Adam Cole has it, and uh, yeah. and I'll tell you why because. To me, he hasn't lived up to anything that he was supposed to be, mm-hmm. right? So they take Hangman Page out of the picture with CM Punk, who should have done the job for Hangman to keep his popularity and, and credibility. Like you just killed, you killed him off. Like, and I just don't understand that. But again, so Adam Cole, like when you think about it, this Owen Hart belt is nothing. Mm-hmm. It really it means nothing. Right, it's almost like the Andre the Giant Classic Trophy. Right. When you think about it, like they're they're not being defended or anything, right? On any or any given day, it's it's a twenty four seven title. It's just really cool looking though, but it it doesn't mean anything till the next tournament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. They're they. So what did what did you really give Adam Cole? Nothing. You gave him a nothing belt. Right. Did you appease Adam Cole maybe? Because no, he can carry that around, and the belt's bigger than he is anyway. So it's uh, it's pretty good. And you know what made me laugh is, uh, uh, speaking of small guys, that's the other thing. The, the AEW titles must be massive, or these guys really are tiny. Jungle Boy came out, and of course him and Luchasaurus are the champions, the tag champions. And Jungle Boy's belt, like he's coming to the ring, and it's just it's sliding down over his hips. like, And he's got it on the last peg. And it just made me laugh that that's how small he really is. Luchasaurus finally took his off and carried it so he would kind of look like they're, they're coming out together. But it just made me laugh that these belts are so big and heavy that they're not even fitting around their little guy's waists. <laughs> you know who needs a title right now? 
you know who needs a title? They're, and they're happy he's back. Miro. Yeah. 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 Miro is, uh, he came back strong uh, versus uh, Johnny Elite. Mm. And even that was a pretty good match. And a slight little botch here and there. I don't, Morrison is either, again, so Morrison comes back and, and wrestles a few weeks ago, his first match versus Samoa Joe. And there's a little bit of ring rust. And now Morrison comes back for Miro, who's been off for a little while doing movies and his fancy stuff. And, and his ring rust is showing a little bit too. But um, hopefully uh, Morrison or Johnny Elite, pardon me, uh, gets a good push here. I think he's still pretty darn good, right? Yeah, well, he's, and, certainly, uh, he's certainly in shape. He looks the part. Yeah. And, uh, and Miro, uh, I'd like to know what vitamins he's on because I wouldn't mind taking some of those. <laughs> but uh, he's looking good. He's looking big. And strong, like a guy who could kick the crap out of us, right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah the, the AEW is in the last week. I'm telling you, is doing something right now. They could totally, they could pl- implode after this week, as far as I'm concerned. But they they definitely won me over right now. I've always been a Miro fan, and, and back even to the WWE days, sure. and and I loved his run after he got rid of that stupid stuff that he was doing with the what's his name, Kit Sabian or whatever. But once he started doing the Redeemer gimmick, and he was the champion. And that whole run, that was fantastic. He was the best guy in the show for that that yeah. whole time. I hated seeing him lose the title, but here he comes back now. He's refreshed. He's he's kind. He can now kind of go back into the title picture, go into the main event or whatever. So it'll be interesting to see. But uh, I I don't trust the their. I hate to see him get fed to CM Punk. Let's put it that way. I hope yeah. they keep him away from him for a long time. But that's a guy that you could easily do do a run with i wouldn't mind seeing them bring lana in with them too because that seemed to be the combination that worked well yeah it seems it, it almost uh when you bring in the the wife or the girlfriend it always seems to work right because mm-hmm. you can go home and you can discuss things come up with ideas together uh and, and i think that's cool because we know aew sort of gives them that creativeness to do it i don't know if i believe so much in cj perry at this point uh, because she's so silly on all her Instagrams or whatever. So it'd be hard to come back and play a character that I might believe because she's so prominent with her Twitter and her Instagrams and TikToks that um, maybe she doesn't even want to come back. You never know. And apparently she's making lots of money on her website right yeah. now. So I don't think she has to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's, uh, uh, unfortunately, she's, she's too hot a girl to not be doing other stuff you know other than wrestling like she's she's doing good you know use it well you got it because you know in a a couple years she might come back looking like moolah (laughs) i I regret that one day that i had a good look going on that i didn't take advantage of it myself (laughs) that one day that one day there's a couple of minutes there i looked in the mirror like all right that works (laughs) feeling kind of cute might take a photo (laughs) might take a photo oh too late there he goes (laughs) yeah well that's that 30 seconds is done yeah Yeah. uh anything else that you wanted to touch on as far as the aw side of things Uh, no i i think we've probably uh, taken a, a good chunk here and uh we probably got a pretty good episode just on that. And I think AEW for a change probably deserves, you know, their own show. We haven't given them one in a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it was a good conversation and uh, I love competition. And, and right now it's, it's like the Stanley cup finals going on and the semifinals going on. You, you kind of pick a team and well, when your other team gets knocked out, you find another favorite to watch for a little while. So 
Uh, for now, I, I'll stick uh, next Wednesday with AEW. I'm not going to watch anything until then again, just to keep my mind fresh and an open mind. And if you hear something that WWE does that I might be interested in, let me know. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll try. I'll try to do the WWE thing, but I make no guarantees <laughs> on that. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm kind of ensconced in my 1982 journey, and I'm enjoying that much more. <laughs> Well, I think we all like those those old days too. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, we'll we'll leave it off on a positive note. Uh, you're high on AEW, or maybe you're just high. I don't know, but uh, we'll. I was gonna say drunk, but high's the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just just don't take whatever Tony's doing uh, because man, that guy. Uh, I don't know if you saw highlights from the presser, but he is wow. <laughs> he is yeah. He's on he's level. doing. He's definitely taking pre workout all day. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's crushed yeah. up Adderall and cocaine all in one. So I don't know. But yeah. anyways, he's having yeah. fun. Tony, 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 just a one hint. You're supposed to drink the pre workout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. No snorting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyways, we'll leave it at that. Thank you very much, Machine. I appreciate your feedback. You're now you're now the new AEW roving reporter since you're so in love with the product. So I'm interested to see what you have going forward with AEW. <laughs> Yeah, um, we can yeah. let Jay know that he'll have to mail you the jacket to wear the uh, with the AEW logo on it there, and then you can yeah reports. <laughs> Will do. I love All it. Right. All right. On that note, we'll get out of here. Thank you very much, and for everybody listening, this has been BC, and for the machine, we're going to say we are out of here.